so that was my initial understanding of sex um but now like it was terrifying coming into this uh, coming into my marriage and being like okay all of those um barriers all of those uh, defenses are gone like i love this woman completely i am completely open to her and my emotions and i have to have sex with her i was excited but also like uh what am i gonna do it's another level of vulnerability yeah so yeah. like i am completely naked before her mm-hmm. hi i'm alex and i'm grace we are two trauma survivors who are married and just learning how to love grow and heal together thank you for joining our podcast love and grace So last time we were talking about dating and how we were navigating our own traumas and our own healing while we were dating. And this time we're going to talk about marriage and just the difference between dating and now we're living together and now we're basically we're in the same space. Like what does that look like when we're trying to heal together? So you had the first question. Yeah, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about. Just marriage in general. Uh, after the wedding when everybody settles down when everybody goes home and you're in the house together what does that look like mm-hmm. especially us being two survivors of trauma it's, mm-hmm. it's a little difficult it's mm-hmm. a little different and like our traumas just keep kind of clashing at each other and we just have to figure out how to do that mm-hmm. so maybe you got the first question yeah oh wait something i do want to mention though is that one thing that i did love that we did is that we got married by court first yeah we got married by court and then we moved in together and then we had our wedding and I really like that. Yeah. And I, I didn't know that, that that was a common thing. I thought that we were kind of like, okay, well, if you get married by court, then you have a wedding later. I just didn't, never thought of that as a concept. Then my dad told me that he did the same thing. Yeah. Just, wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I think it, it kind of, um, it was kind of a cool transition because we were planning the wedding together versus yeah. being separate, planning or, the wedding. And then, Yeah. One of the couples that we looked at when we were dating was um, Genetics and what's her husband's name? I don't know. Oh, the Dreads runner. Muscles. <laughs> Dreads, muscles, and runner. <laughs> uh, we'll figure it out later. But, um, you know, they didn't kiss while they were dating. And it was really cool seeing their, just how honest they were about mm-hmm. it. And even her saying, talking about how she, I could relate. You know oh, what I'm yeah. talking about? Oh, <laughs> just her uh, feeling like, you know, hey, what's yeah. up? You know, do you want this? Even though you're still trying to maintain your boundaries, but you want to test it a little bit. You know what I'm talking about? So I appreciated the fact that yeah. we got married by court first and we were just able to get comfortable with each other first. Yeah. Because I really didn't want our first kiss to be in front of, in front of other people. Yeah. So we actually planned on getting married like a week before the wedding but then we ended up like just due to many different situations we ended up just deciding hey let's just get married by court Mm -hmm. you know move in and we only we probably lived together for what like three or four months before we got married so i liked it yeah if we if our kids ever like think about doing something like this we'd highly recommend it absolutely yeah and we found out there are people that actually did it for an extended period of time like Remember the couple we met at church? It was yeah, like two years. Two, yeah, two years. <laughs> two years before they did yeah, their yeah. wedding. Like, they married by court. And I was like, oh, okay. Right. So. Yeah, that, that's a long time. But, hey, if that's what works for You're them. Saving up, doing what you need to do. Right. I'm like, that's actually very smart. Smart, yeah. yeah extremely smart. Just yeah. financially, just using 
like just financial wisdom mm-hmm. especially if you know it's the person that you're supposed to be with and to just you know okay let's get the legal part out of the way and then now we're living together and then we can plan that together and i love it yeah so yeah. and it takes all the pressure from other people because mm-hmm. the wedding like a lot of times just be for other people it really like, is like what you like what they gonna think about your flowers or your uh corsage or whatever you got going on so it's like hey yo we get married right yeah so how what is how does it work for us yeah and then that's the best way that i've seen it that's like oh that's an amazing concept i've yeah. said that multiple times yeah. it's just a dope concept. it took a lot of the pressure from the wedding being the end all be all mm. like moment for us and it ended up and our wedding was like so short we had like a short ceremony yeah. super short like 20 minutes maybe yeah. <laughs> and then like we spent the rest of the night just the reception, which is really what we wanted. We wanted things simple, and we really liked that. So yeah. we got to do things our way, I feel like. Right. And I, I've been noticing a lot of couples don't. Yeah. Like, they do things for, like, because the a tradition family. or what family wants to do or, like, just yeah. how that, like, it's just like, no, nah, man, this is us. Mm-hmm. Like, we get married. This is how we doing it. Y'all want to come to our wedding the way that we do it? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Then y'all can come. Don't say nothing about it. If you want to say something, go somewhere else about it. <laughs> oh, so, okay, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> you got really intense. Yeah, Are you joke. having flashbacks? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We ain't going to get into that. It was still stressful, though. That was the thing. It was still stressful. It was. Even though we did it our way, it was, like, still very, very stressful. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was extremely stressful. <laughs> Just the people, man. Like, dealing with people. Like, this is what yeah. this whole podcast is about. Like, dealing with people yeah. and about and how they operate and function and what their thought process is yeah. on what you should be doing because that's what they feel like they should be doing. Mm-hmm. Like, or maybe they don't do it themselves if they didn't mm-hmm. want you to do it because they feel like that's what should be done. Like, hey, yo, chill okay. out, young. <laughs> chill out. Go to, ask me a question or something. Okay, I'm still I, think, here. I feel like you need to get out of there mentally. I'm still here. Okay, so um, what was the first question you had, babe? Um, so Challenges? Uh, what are some new challenges living like in living together? I've been talking. You go. Okay. Um, you know, while we were dating, because we were dating with the idea that we were going to get married. So a lot of the big things we discussed, we talked about sex. We were so transparent about sex. I know a lot of people who usually practice abstinence. They they don't usually talk to each other mm, about okay, sex. But we were so open about it. We're so like open with each other. Mm-hmm. I think being best friends first really helped with that. Yeah. Um, we talked about a bunch of different things in terms of like family we we have really tackled some heavy subjects but when you're living together those heavy things while it was good that we address them but it's the small things like i didn't realize our eating habits were so different (laughs) and also too i'm haitian so my idea of a wife is like I cook food from scratch and I'm cooking three meals. And especially since, you know, with Alex bringing in, you know, he's working two jobs. um, And with me, you know, kind of building my business from home, I felt like, you know, that was my responsibility, making sure that Mm he, he ate. And it was never out of like, bitterness or like i loved it i yeah. absolutely i loved it to the point where alex had to get me out of the kitchen y'all he'd be like can you get out the kitchen and also i was feeding him 
more meals than he was ever used to in his entire life. I gained 15 pounds <laughs> before the wedding. So before we got to the wedding, you know that four month that more four month period, I gained like 15 pounds. I'm like, yo, I don't eat this much. I usually eat like once or twice a day, mm-hmm. and then like maybe snack a little bit. Yeah. But you're trying to make meals. I'm stacking like, meals. And it's just three like meals a day. Rice on everything, and just like being like it's just heavy plates, like real heavy plates real for no heavy. apparent yes for no apparent reason for sure. But but you said you feel like that was something that you had to do. I felt it's cultural, like yeah. you know that's one thing about Haitian women, like we make sure men. Our men oh, I appreciate fed. it. Don't 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 don't, <laughs> don't don't get me wrong now. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's just more than what I needed. Yeah, and that's something that we had a conversation. We about. did, and actually, I felt some type of way because he was like, when he didn't want my breakfast, I felt some type. Of, <laughs> I did, but Alex is not a breakfast guy. He likes uh, smoothies and fruit or something really small and light for breakfast, and like his heaviest meal is a lunch, and then nighttime, you know, he might eat like. A big snack, mm-hmm. you know, versus a small snack in the in the morning. That's basically how he eats. Yeah. Um, unless he didn't have a big lunch, then you know he might have a bigger dinner. But uh, I was trying to give him three meals a day, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing about that is, like, yo, the conversation we had mm-hmm. was like, yo, you're giving me more than I need, and it's no longer about me. It's about you. Yeah, yeah. So now you're trying to, because you have this thing that you feel this like you idea. need to feed me, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, all right, cool. That's that's a great idea. But like, tailor it to what, to me. Yeah. I don't need that. So you're yeah. gonna make, if you're going to make my lunch, I appreciate that. I'll be ready for it. But like, if I want to come home, and I cook too. So it's not like she she's the only one that cooks. Like, I was the one cooking for myself. Cook. So, like, I cook, too. So, sometimes I feel like cooking is therapeutic for me. And you're taking that away from me. <laughs> so, like, at that point, I'm like, yeah. you haven't had the, those conversations. We had a big fight, like, the week before the wedding that had to was do it with food. It was, Alex. No way. Yes, it was. Okay. Um, It was, like, the week before the wedding. Actually, no. It Our wasn't. wedding was, like, the week after Thanksgiving. So, it was the week of Thanksgiving. Um, we don't really celebrate Thanksgiving, but that I remember that Sunday because Sunday is usually meal prep day where mm-hmm. I ask him, what do you want to eat? And then I plan out at least up until Wednesday. And then because I found out that he doesn't like to eat the same thing all week. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's something else I had to learn. Me, I can go off leftovers like, you know, I can live leftovers two weeks, but he doesn't like to eat the same thing all week. So two I meal prep up until Wednesday and then like halfway through the week. I switch up whatever yeah, and then yeah, yeah. he decides, oh, I'm in the mood for something else. But anyways, so I, we had a big fight. <laughs> like it was the first time I was I yelled at him in public. We we're in Walmart mm-hmm. and I was yelling at him. And just I, the biggest thing I think I got from that fight is that um, I felt like I was trying my best to adjust to his eating. Um, but I felt like he wasn't, he wasn't like recognizing my efforts. He wasn't like working with me or mm-hmm. like, it felt like we weren't collaborating together. Um, but you know, once we really thought about it, we realized, okay. And he talked to me, he's like, actually, I know you're trying really hard, but the thing is that like a lot of things that you're doing, I appreciate, but it's not how I function. So you were giving me what 
you thought I needed, but not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And he would the whole what what was happening is that he was holding it in for a long time. You know, just being so appreciative because it was my way of showing him love. And he's like, no, actually, I don't, I don't want to eat um, yeah. a large breakfast because yeah. then I'm tired <laughs> throughout the day. Throughout like, the day, yeah. or and there's sometimes I feel like cooking, and I'm just gonna say this week, let me cook my meals, and and you just gotta give me permission to do that. So I think it was, I feel like that was a really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, thing but that's something we never could have prepared for during dating no. because during dating if we ever did cook for each other it was always like something we knew the person wanted right so you know you're gonna bring it to you like or, or we've had it before and like okay i know that she like yeah. this so like i'm gonna just bring it to a like, rehearsal or whatever it's not like we're planning meals together yeah, yeah so planning a life together yeah yeah that's wild that it's it's kind of it's so interesting to me how like something small like eating patterns can just just says a lot about that dynamic of yeah. our marriage right yeah, what? I think that was a big for both of us, honestly. Yeah. Was that, um, that was, was something the, else? That's one of the bigger ones for me. Um, I can't think of any other ones. Um, can you can you say, though, like something that you told me about um, bringing somebody else into your process and trusting them with it? Oh, okay. That was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, same, same situation, but... Um, when I cook, like okay, I'm vegan, so this that's the purpose for everything. I'm vegan. Um, nobody, nobody else in my family is vegan. Grace is vegan, but she eats fish, so it's like just everything that else that's vegan, but just fish. Um, so when I would be cooking, when I would be like preparing stuff, I would only be preparing for myself. Um, when I first started becoming vegan, I realized I didn't like a lot of stuff, and I didn't really uh, cook. Um, like I didn't really cook every everything. I made like very specific meals, and I didn't go outside of my diet. Um, and God had me on a very specific diet also, where I wasn't eating sugar, flour, um, or anything unnatural, like uh, you know, like those long, mm-hmm. um, uh, long chemicals that start with an X. Um, so I would be overly processed, yeah, overly stuff, processed right? foods or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. So I wouldn't be doing that for Monday to Friday. Then on Friday, I just eat a regular vegan. Um, I have a regular vegan diet. Um, so it took me a long time to kind of uh, procure like a way that I'm I'm eating and like I got my, I'm working on the function and like I don't really have to worry about anybody else. And then Grace is lives here and she's married to me and now she wants to cook my meals. Boom! I'm not cooking anymore, but now she's not only cooking for me, but like doesn't understand the way that I um, eat and function throughout the week. And I'm like trying to be nice. And like not like say, hey, no, I don't do it like that. And like, I don't, I don't do it like this. And I always, and I've always had like a um, hesitation because, you know, when you're vegan and you like, like, oh, so what do you eat? And I'm like, I, I shut down. I'm like, I don't, mm-hmm. just don't, no, now, here's the important thing I think I want to mention too, is that I have been vegan before and I mostly eat vegan now, but I like no dairy, no eggs, no animal product except for sometimes I eat seafood Mm -hmm. so I really didn't think it was that big of a difference I'm thinking okay you just take away seafood his eating and my eating are the same thing because like I'm lactose intolerant I don't do any like I Mm -hmm. eat everything he eats are things that I also eat yeah except for like fish um maybe once or twice a month now that I'm pregnant it's a little bit more but um 
So I really did not anticipate how much of an issue this was going to be. Yeah, because not only is it just vegan, but like no flour and like... So flowers, no processed and, foods, no processed foods mm-hmm. like it all. Has and he to was be a, strict too. And like nap. if, if, if like he realized, and it was if he realized that he made a mistake and he bought something that had those stuff, he'd like, okay, well then I just won't eat that. Me, I'm like, what do you mean you just want we're gonna waste <laughs> this food? And like, so we that was the yeah. conversation we had. I'm have. quick to throw something away. He's quick. I cannot. I'm from a third world country, y'all. <laughs> okay, born in a third world country. Yeah, so I'm quick to throw something away. It's like, okay, if I don't eat it, I don't eat it. It's gonna be wasted. So I might as well not uh, prolong this waste. Just make yeah. it get it done. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I forgot where we were. No, I think what you were saying was that like trusting me with the process, like just letting me in on your journey of eating and figuring out what you are, what you're not supposed to eat. Because yeah. that's a journey between you and God for yeah. years. Right, right. And now I have to be a part of it. Now you have to let go of some control because now I'm cooking your food. But then you also have to explain it to me and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So it's, yeah, it, was, it was a huge thing because I'm yeah. so used to being scrutinized for not only mm-hmm. being vegan, but like the way that I the way that I eat mm-hmm. and I know that it's a personal thing between me and God like it's not, I'm not saying like everybody should take out flour everybody should I don't I don't usually do that I don't broadcast it mm-hmm. but it's like okay God it, own God journey. was showing me something very specific for me yeah. and this is how he's teaching me a very uh, part of functionality mm-hmm. so I'm like okay um, I'm good I got it I'm, I'm falling I'm kind of hard on myself even when I fall so bringing somebody into it like mm-hmm. oh no nah, you, like, you can't like you can't just be like just stepping in here like all oh, willy-nilly like you know what i'm saying like you can't just like just be like oh, okay well then you'll just just give yourself grace and you'll eat it that's uh, what i was so, saying it was like just give yourself grace and no, he's like no i know that's I, not how i function with it and so having that conversation was really um um it was just really important yeah. and we had that fight in multiple different ways <laughs> like an ongoing in different like aspects of it fight. it was it was <laughs> and i think we're a lot better at it now like we're um you're like what do you want to eat today and then you know so what do you want i, I want you to leave me alone <laughs> What? That was the when we the when we first started the fight. You were asking me one of those times, and I was like, "Man, I, I don't want to keep telling her." Oh yeah, that what was I eat. A, that was what a fight. <laughs> I don't want to keep telling her what I want to <laughs> eat because I don't know how she's gonna like take it, and I don't want to mess it up. And I, mind I you, mess it up. And I think it should be said too. Like, I enjoy cooking. I enjoy um, like feeding him, and then and he enjoys my food too. The issue is not necessarily whether or not he enjoys eating my food, but like how can we make sure to meet the criteria, the yeah. standards, Right. you know, which is a different conversation. Like, yeah. Cause I'm, we've never had an issue with like me liking Vegan. what you eat or me liking what you cook or you. Oh like yeah. That's, like, that's never like, been an issue. Like I've always liked her stuff. I guess yeah. we gotta explain stuff to them. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I okay. never, that's never been an issue. So we can move on. Yeah, yeah, I feel no, like we've been talking about this a lot. I really this I feel like this covers a whole lot. And I think that's interesting about marriage is that one issue can take on can expose multiple different issues. It was like really a trust thing too. Like I didn't know if I can trust you with yeah. this thing that me and God had. Mm-hmm. And that was huge. All right. What's the on? next one? Um I guess this kind of plays into it, but what were 
our cultural differences and what role do they play in our marriage. And I think that pretty much covers yeah, it. Yeah, we kind of talked about it. Like, yeah. My idea of what it means to be a wife is, uh, like, you, your man is never have an empty stomach. Yeah. <laughs> and in recognizing that it's good that I have that, but recognizing what he wants versus what I want to give him. Mm-hmm. Um, I completely appreciate it. I complete. I appreciate having yeah. a bowl of lunch in the morning to just all I got to do is heat it up mm-hmm. when I've been cooking stuff for myself my entire life. Is so, there anything cultural that's not related to food? Can you think of anything, any right now? Um, oh, just, you know, when it comes to... Um, traditions and like oh, yeah. wedding and like even with i don't know if we saying it on, on the the pregnancy even yeah. like you know patients are very like um by the time this comes out we would be open with our pregnancy so cool it's fine but you know they're very we're very like secretive about pregnancy like only certain people know the gender and then for those who do know the gender only certain people only when the child is born or about to be born that they'll know the name so like it's very like um i don't want to say superstitious because i feel like that's a negative kind of it's rooted in a specific type of spirituality it's it's cultural you know um so oftentimes just kind of explaining that to him but my thing is that like when he has to explain it to like somebody outside of us then i feel like i feel kind of uncomfortable like you know like i don't know that's I mean, my thing. I feel like I don't. I try want... to. I try to like give you the alley you when it, like or throw you uh, the conversation and then like, like if you have to explain it to your family like right when I was at my brother's house and yeah. you were like and you were like um I was like oh what's so what's the name and I was like oh well it's kind of a hey Grace can, can you explain it explain what uh oh because oh, <laughs> we're know, in the I middle like, no, we're in the middle of a conversation and we we're like you gotta explain it but yeah okay so um yeah I mean that's the only real thing like when it, I continue to learn um what is cultural for you because mm-hmm. like me telling my family a name wouldn't mean doesn't anything, mean anything to you yeah anything to me so like i continue to learn those things mm-hmm. so um it just continues to pop up it only popped up um in a fight when we were when it comes to food um i mean i have a lot of different things also i'm just black american yeah. um so i have a little a lot of different things but it's just familial not mm-hmm. necessarily um, when it comes to like a I mean, well, I guess American culture, I'm throwing the stuff away. I don't care about uh, yeah. waste. I don't That's care about. That's very different. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not reusing things. I've never recycled. Like yes. So <laughs> so that's like something. That's that like, why is to. why is why am I keeping containers? Yeah, like they are reusable. It Alex. is clutter. <laughs> so <laughs> my my thing is it's not my culture, and you're like keeping it everywhere. Like no, I'm good. No, I'm throwing all of this stuff away. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I like clean counters. Yeah. So what's what's the next one? We, I think we kind of hit that one on the head. Mm-hmm. If you have any more questions about like culturally how we're um, getting along, you can definitely put that in the comments. Like we can, we'll definitely answer. We just nothing, nothing's, nothing's coming to our minds right now. Um, another thing, I think this is really the big thing is we both. How do we approach sex now in yeah. marriage? What does that look like? And I think that's like that's it. I think that's the our last point, but it's really a big point. Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, it was it? tainted for a long time. Mm-hmm. I had, I guess we have to go to before, uh, before, but it was tainted. Mm-hmm. Um, sex was about uh, power. Was about feeling, uh, uh, feeling like I belonged. Feeling like, um, 
I was doing something for myself that I felt was missing. Um, it was rooted in anxiety. It was rooted in um, self-consciousness. It was rooted in like insecurity, but also like I felt like a power with mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when like I would only have sex with women that I felt... Um, in the that you one, couldn't have a relationship with. Not necessarily couldn't have a relationship. Where, um, and so for lack of a better term, like beneath me, um, like <laughs> I felt like if they were able to say anything to me that would make me feel bad about myself, um, then I wouldn't risk being that vulnerable with that person, even if it's not in a relationship form. Mm-hmm. Like, so I would keep my distance in, like emotionally and all of these other things, but I would be able to have sex with them. And if it didn't go well, then I can leave very quickly and I wouldn't have any attachment. And if they would say something about me, then I wouldn't. It's not like necessarily performance, but just like I was protecting myself in all fronts. Mm -hmm. So that was my initial understanding of sex. Um, But now, like, it was terrifying coming into this, uh, coming into my marriage and being like, okay, all of those um, barriers, all of those uh, defenses are gone. Like, I love this woman completely. I am completely open to her and my emotions. And I have to have sex with her. I was excited, but also like, uh, what am I going to do? It's another level of vulnerability. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I am completely naked before her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said naked. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but also, too, I think for me specifically, like, um, my only experience with sex is through my abuse. Like, any physical experience with sex is through my trauma mm-hmm. and then beyond that it's it was pornography or erotic novels right um so it was my first time so i was excited about i was more excited than nervous he was more nervous than excited yeah. <laughs> than excited but um i think what i appreciate about you know the foundation that we built is that um, there is safety mm-hmm. there and, um, and just a safe place where we are ourselves. And I think that's the cool thing. I think in our relationship is that we, we approach sex with safety, mm-hmm. we approach it with authenticity, Yeah, you know, and, um, and then we, it's not necessarily one person at the service of the other person, but more so like mutually, um, you know, uh, showing love to one another, I think. Yeah. Um, and the things that I was speaking of were um, a byproduct of my sexual trauma. So um, I never wanted to feel like I was being taken advantage of. I never wanted to feel any of those things I needed to feel like I was in control and like mm-hmm. I didn't need to control you mm-hmm. like I just didn't need like that wasn't something that like we were in it together mm-hmm. so that was kind of the so I'm glad you were excited yeah <laughs> I'm glad I'm super glad we've had um we've had a couple of moments where like just the moment of vulnerability just like overwhelming was would expose or like bring back some memories and again, because we were so emotionally vulnerable, um, you know, it'd be like, hold on, can we stop? Yeah. 
I'm something's coming up in my brain and then we'll and it will just stop like there's no shaming of the other person there's no um forcing there's no forcing it if you don't want it and I think that's the great thing is that we came into this relationship with this idea that you know nobody's forcing anybody to to have if they don't want to and some days we're not in sync and that's okay. One person um, wants it. The other person doesn't. So we find we either, okay, you need to go to sleep. That's fine. You go to sleep. Like we find ways to work around to meet the needs of the person yeah. who doesn't want to do it so that we can, it's not, it's never like a selfish, like I want it. You got to give it to me now. And we are, we're both like that. So, you know, I, I've been triggered a couple of mm. times. Me too. Yeah, you too. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, I think you were more triggered in the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, you know, once you've kind of, uh, you you recovered, you healed, it was a safe place and you're able to feel safer. And then through, for me, as I became safe, it opened the door for yeah. some of my triggers to come through. So we didn't, interestingly, we didn't have our triggers at the same Thank time. Thank God. <laughs> that would have been no worse. <laughs> we weren't triggered at the same time. Yeah. But we were, we both have experienced triggers. And I think you bringing me back, like, I think this is necessary to say, um, like, I would, um, I would disconnect, like, f- from her Mm-hmm. right in the middle of it mm-hmm. and like she would like call me like hey hey, come back like come mm-hmm. back like this isn't like you don't have to um just go through like go through the motions like i want you emotionally as much and physically mm-hmm. so like that was something that was very necessary to me that was very comforting for me because like it's this trauma man like yeah. it's like you um feel like you uh disconnect from this part of it because you've had sexual trauma you have to disconnect emotionally to Mm -hmm. go through it because that's what your trauma taught you yeah so i feel like it's necessary to say it for guys especially Mm -hmm. because they don't feel like it's a um it's only something that women go through nah man like it's it trauma is trauma is trauma yo Mm -hmm. and like it's very personal yeah so like dependent like you might not have uh you may not have had the same type of reaction that i have but you have a specific reaction to Mm it um it's just good to recognize it good to recognize it and see like what specifically it is and then mm-hmm. like have a partner that like uh, if you're a partner of somebody's being patient and like mm-hmm. having that those conversations after yeah. sex like okay what or so during what was, uh, during or like <laughs> or beginning like you know just having those conversations mm-hmm. like hey, what, what was going on yeah so um that's and it, I that think was necessary for you to like as a guy like there's this pressure to feel like um i think what caused you to be distant was this pressure to like you wanted this pressure to please mm-hmm. and then like if you're not pleasing then you're not good enough then you're not mm-hmm. worthy yeah. then you're not worthy of my love and it was like I, it was a whole cycle you went through mm-hmm. of like wanting to feel worthy and I'm like I, I love you I I want you like I want you here yeah. <laughs> you know and I think another thing that um was interesting for me for my trauma is that like um, I'm, I don't know how to put this, but I guess the, um, would say that, you know, um, I have a high drive 
I think is that yeah. the way this was. So yeah. for me, my triggers were like, you know, because I have a high drive, like not wanting that to be taken advantage of, mm. <laughs> you know. So, um, so, oh. so then I what would happen is that so my thing, our conversations, and how he would um, work with me is recognizing, you know, sometimes I mentally don't want it, but my body does, and I. I want to feel okay in not doing it, even if the if my body wants to do it. Yeah. And so. I've never heard you put it like that. Honestly. Really? No. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we, so figuring out for for me was like feeling safe and not feeling like because I'm so. Uh, I don't know. Easily aroused yeah that it would be for that not to be taken care um taken advantage of and and Mm, um alex has definitely been respectful of that if i say you know a sensation is too much or too overwhelming or something like that then it yeah it's just so interesting to me that like you would think that being having a high drive would not be an issue but for me it is yeah you know because this high drive mixed with the trauma you're like okay i don't want this all of these things are happening Mm it's very overwhelming but maybe i should take a step back but my body's telling me to keep going forward Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like a um i want to say like a dichotomy there is absolutely there's a disconnect with between my mind what my mind wants and what my body wants yeah and um feeling safe in Sometimes listening to my mind and not being, not, I think not wanting to be controlled by my, by my body. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's good. Yeah. It's, it's just very interesting uh, figuring this out, figuring out, because I knew that being married would bring things up. I just didn't know how, what yeah. that would look like. And I don't think you did either. No, I mean I didn't know how. Like, I put things away, man. Like you compartmentalize. Yeah, app, not even compartment. I just put them away. Throws like, them away. <laughs> throw them away, and then like it, it pops up in the garbage disposal. I'm like, what is this thing? <laughs> so in the garbage disposal. Why did it pop up in the garbage disposal? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> okay, so like this, those those things just might pop up, and I'm like, oh, okay. I do know I had that thing. Mm-hmm. I just I really like. Uh, Re- repress all my stuff like mm-hmm. i repress a lot of things and like when it comes up i'm like oh yeah oh yeah like then i'm then the, all the all the figures and like the mm-hmm. anger and all that stuff comes up yeah so like um i didn't know how what to expect because people just like the, we were talking about this before like people just say oh marriage is going to be hard how what why is the first year so hard what what do we do so like it's yeah, people are coming together and they got people are not like transparent and throw away stuff mm-hmm. and i think what's been helpful for us is listening to other people's stories um and really why we created this podcast is that even though we have people that we listen to that we admire them sharing their story but we don't see this specific topic being addressed there's mm-hmm. like a missing hole for us yeah um the people who we listen to don't have childhood sexual abuse so because of that they don't have that kind of the same trauma that we have because of that like there's like a 
a missing element. So I'm like, man, wouldn't it be great if we could just share our story. Yeah. And then somebody who does experience that can find, oh, here's somebody who understands yeah. or yeah, feels man. what I feel, you know? Yeah. That's why we're here. Yeah. Um, or something else I was going to say as well. Was there any other questions? No, that was the last of the questions. Like how, what were triggers yeah we did we got through we, all we of them. ran through them bro. boom okay so the grounding question for this week is um <laughs> who were the worst uh tv or movie um uh, married couples <laughs> whether it's cartoon or live action tv or movie the mm. worst ones <laughs> It's either between um, Al Bundy and an old girl from um, Sons of Anarchy or... Uh, from um, Married with Children. Married with Children. <laughs> <laughs> or... Um, uh, I'm trying to have like a controversial one, but that's the only one that I can think of. Homer and Marge. Oh, that's what I was going to say. We'll get it together. <laughs> Um, Dang, I've been thinking about that all day. I gotta think of a new one. <laughs> <laughs> so you had a, okay, you had one locked and loaded, but you're gonna ask me that right now. Okay, yeah, that's what happens. I think about my questions, but I catch okay. you off guard. You see what you see what I just did? <laughs> Chupe. Okay. Um. Crap. No, I don't know hmm. what mine is gonna be. Um. Hmm. You know what? The Incredibles. Really. Um. Frozone and his wife, how she was always nagging him. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's a really small snapshot, though. It is, but I don't, I feel like they were able to show the dynamics and nuances of the relationship between Mister Incredible and Elastic Girl. They're the main characters. That's true, but all you see is her like yelling at him, and like it just seems like a very like naggy relationship okay grace and that's like i okay you took mine okay i was i had a whole thing for homer some and Marge. Sub, subplot characters <laughs> all right i had a whole thing for uh, explanation but actually like, give me the mar the homer and marge explanation well okay homer is drunk all the time yeah, man. He's he strangles son. their son. Word. He doesn't work. He's not a hard worker. Sometimes he doesn't even show up to... How does he keep his job? I don't know. Um, He randomly leaves sometimes. And Marge takes care of everything. There's And she... And she was smart. Like yeah. there's they they have an episode that shows a flashback of them and like she was like a political activist in college, like yeah, Marge is just like um Maggie, like mm. very smart. So, anyways, I don't like their relationship because it's very um it it's very much like screw up husband with perfect wife, which is like a typical trope, trope in a sitcom. Um, community that's real so i said it first though but that's real whatever <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking about it first okay <laughs> all, right, all right that's good cool 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 we'll see you next time what is our topic gonna be next time i don't know yet you'll figure it out 
<laughs> Catch y'all next time. All right. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please download our app and subscribe to us on YouTube. Our YouTube page is called My Black Therapy TV. You can also find us on Facebook under My Black Therapy LLC and our Instagram, which is at official My Black Therapy. You can also support us on Patreon just by searching My Black Therapy. Or going to patreon.com slash my black therapy.